Hi, welcome to Pull Up A Cuppa. I'm June and I'm here today with Byron. Hello there. Hello there, June. How are you? <sighs> I'm all right. Um, I was frustrated at the TV earlier because um, I was watching The Weakest Link, a good old TV show, and um, someone said that uh, the that uh, the country where the capital Montevideo is in South America, the country they guessed was Uganda. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> a couple of miles out? Just, 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 hmm. just a little bit. A few that miles the down the road, yeah. <laughs> a few miles, yeah, just get an Uber. You know, yeah. it's sorted. Well, I'm, I'm splashing out today with what I'm having for a cuppa. Because I went in the cupboard before and I don't, I normally mm -hmm. go on like the mug racks for a mug and I went in the cupboard and mm. I found a little spotty cup and saucer mm. and I Very thought, nice. well, what on earth have I got a spotty cup and saucer? It's a little lime green cup with dark green spots. Oh, God, it makes mm -hmm. a nice. But it comes with Ooh. a bluey purple teapot with yellow spots. So I've trapped myself to some loose leaf um, Darjeeling. Oh, but I don't have a tea strainer, <gasps> so it's going to be part luck as to whether I manage to get a cup of tea without getting tea leaves in us. So while I pour this, what have you got? So I have a well bog standard Yorkshire tea because at the minute my box is near empty, so I'm waiting for that to empty. Then I'm going to see what I shall get myself in this. Wonderful magic mug, which should normally be black, but uh, when you put hot water in it, it turns into this wonderful it, cartoon. Is that you? It is me with my uh, friend Josh, yes. And there's a lighthouse on the back. There is a lighthouse on the back. And um, it's just one of the designs that you get with it. And, uh, and believe it or not, the blue stripes match with Josh's top as well. It fits very well. Oh, and I picture. I didn't plan that, and the picture was taken in time-wise, so the lighthouse comes in very handy as well. It's very fitting to the scene. I like that. I like that. I like the coast. Hmm. The coast's nice. I think I would, I prefer colour coats over time mouth, if I was going to be preference, because it's little. Yeah. yeah, I haven't really explored much around the areas. I've been down... South Shields area where you've got that um, rising cannon thing, but I um, can't remember the name of it. But uh, yeah, I've been there, but uh, mostly been to Tynemouth. Haven't really explored much of the other areas yet. You've been a couple of years. I know, but I haven't even been to the Metro Centre yet, June. <laughs> <laughs> Because the thing is with colour coats, colour coats is just, you can walk from colour coats mm. to my mouth. It's mm -hmm. just the next cove along. Yeah. I'm going to say you're not missing much at the Metro Centre unless you really want to go shopping. Exactly. That's what, it doesn't really attract me that much. But uh, yeah, people seem to get very offended when I say that. <laughs> I'm probably going to say I'm a little bit surprised you've never been even just out of curiosity. Mm. But it's huge. And I mean, I've lived in Newcastle all my life, so I've been at the Metro Centre from when it was open. Mm -hmm. And I still have to use the 
you know, there's, there's like signs, like in Eldon Square, there's signs yeah. about the, um, to tell it like the junctions to tell you which way you're going. And I still have to use them to get back to the bus station. Um, it's just, it's massive. I mean, it's not like Eldon Square, which is just, you know, a few, yeah, there's, there's two levels, but it's quite easy. No, this is, it's absolutely mm. massive. Uh, and I often wonder how places this big can survive. Hmm, yeah. You know, gotta be big rents and rates. Oh, yes, I can imagine. Cheers. Cheers. Well, I'm managing to drink without the, the tea leaves. I think there's no, oh no, there is, there's a tea leaf in the bottom there. Oh, I might just keep topping it up mm. and not. So is yours loose leaf or is yours a tea bag? No, mine's the, the heathenist tea bag, yes. I, I do have a few loose leaf things in the house. I've got um, one called. One called Sleeping Beauty, which is a very ominous green colour, which looks more like a bag of drugs, but okay. And uh, <laughs> so that, <laughs> there is... Oh, I can't remember the other one, but it's, it's a very sweet, fruity taste. There is another one which basically smells like starbursts, but uh, I give that to my sister, sadly. So that's in New Zealand. So I'm going to get my hands yeah. on that anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, this I was given by my daughter, who I think got it from her sister. Yeah, I think it was like a passy along the line one. Mm -hmm. um, and it was absolutely mad. Mm -hmm. This is, a, I think it's a Fortnum and Mason's one. Ooh. And it's lovely in a little metal jar. And it just, feels nice and it tastes nice and but I am worried that I'm going to end up with um leaves everywhere <laughs> I don't even have one of those little tea cages uh I did have a similar episode with the Fort of Mason's tea before actually uh my other sister when I was up in Edinburgh visiting her she was like oh I've got this fancy tea do you want to try and uh, brew it for us I was like okay right so I get out the loose leaf tea I get out the mugs and everything, I'm trying to work out. I was like, right, they don't have a tea strainer because they're coffee drinkers, what can I use? I ended up having, because um, Paul, my brother-in-law, he, uh, he used to be a barman, so he's got all the different things to make cocktails with. So I ended up having to use the little sieve. So that was sitting on the top of the mug, and he just had about half a centimetre of the actual hot water touching the tea leaves, so I just had to use a spoon and just sort of rub it around. <laughs> It was the worst thing. I was like, no, you need to get a teaspoon. I, I can't do this. <laughs> you adapted. I did adapt, but it, it was just too much effort. It was like, I was like making wine, but instead of like my feet, I was doing spoon. Just like, oh, pulping it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, when I grew up, loose leaf tea wasn't like this. This is proper, you know, it's, it looks like twigs and sweepings mm. off the ground of the forest this looks proper meaty but years ago it used to be like what we're seeing tea bags now mm -hmm. and you just the bottom of your cup just ended up with this pile of sludge mm. Mm. and you would 
you know, it was lovely if you remembered to stop like a centimetre from the bottom. But okay. if you didn't, then you just carried on drinking and you just get them. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. That's why coffee's just so much easier. Because mm. you're not going to get, unless you use coffee grounds. Or oh, you're like me and you have a percolator, then it's faff and mess everywhere. <laughs> um, do you mean like the, the one you put on the stove? Aye. So you've got your, your bottom bits, you fill that up with water, then you put the thing on, then you put the coffee in, and then you screw on the thing, then you put that on the stove, then it bubbles up through the top, and then you pour the coffee, and then you have to wait for that to cool down before you take off the top to clean up the top bits, then you take out that sieve bit to empty out the coffee, and then you have that base bit to empty out the water, and then let it all dry, and then by the time it's all dry, you want another one, and rinse and repeat. <laughs> oh my God, I've got a, um, a cafetiere. Oh, it's so I've much got easier. A, a plunger. Mm. But I never get the right amount of coffee that you're meant to put in. Oh, no, never. <laughs> I just spoon it in. And I, I usually seem to, I mean, I like my, my coffee strong, but I never seem to be, be able to get it so that it's strong enough. Mm. Um, but I do like to pretend that I'm like, it's, um, it's like a detonator when I do decide to like put it down. <laughs> and I just call it the plunger. Yeah, exactly. All it is, it's me plunger. And I go, <laughs> who wants coffee? But I'm the only one really who likes the strong coffee. And um, yeah. so it, it only gets used for me. And it is quite big. But we've got a bag of beans as well and a coffee grinder. And we'll get to it really fresh. Mm. But I just, no, it never seems to work out. Oh, dear. Yeah, I remember... Uh, back in Belfast, my dad would just like to use the cafeteria and growing up, I would really want to just push it down before it all settles and he was barking at me. He's like, ah, ah, what are you doing? Ah, a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> if you fill them too high and then you start pushing it down, the water like comes up the sides and it's, oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, no you, yeah, you've got to wait till it settles because if you don't, you're not getting all the flavour through. And that's yeah. what it for, and that's probably because I'm impatient, and that that's probably what I'm doing. I'm not leaving mm. it in the water long enough. Maybe I need to try what your dad does and leave it in until. Yeah. And I never knew that. Yeah. So sorry, that was one of my dogs. They're sitting and they're just now and then like to have a a grumble. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just I can never get a cup of coffee exactly how I want it. Mm. I mean, I've got a, a one of these coffee machines as well that you put the pods in, mm -hmm. and it says, "Put your put this pod put pod number one in for um, for X milliliters, and then <laughs> pod number two. But mine doesn't have the mine's an older model, so it doesn't mm -hmm. have the, like you know, you can't measure the, the amount of liquid. So you're sort of like standing over it going, when it looks about third of a cup. So it never tastes the same if you've got to use yeah. the two pods because you just never seem to get the ratio right. Hmm. Um, so that ends up fun. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm not a milky person, but it's a bit of comfort. Yeah. Do you do milky coffee or do you do? Mm, I think I'm kind of the same with tea. I put it in enough like milk just to make it opaque. Mm. 
and that, that stuff had this has the psychological effect that makes it tea to me. As I wouldn't have a black coffee, like I would put, you know what I mean? How you would have like black tea, and then you put in that small amount, and it makes it like opaque, and it has that milky look. Just like enough to trick yourself into thinking it's got milk. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. yeah. So does the milk go in second? Yes, June. It goes in last. <laughs> Even after the sugar? Oh, I don't do sugar, no. That, that's heathenist. No, 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 no. No, no. We've got to put the... We know people who put the milk in first. Mm-hmm. And no, I've got. To, I think even with coffee, if I'm doing um, now and then, I, I do have like a, a milkier coffee, but I use coffee mate. So <laughs> I don't know if there's a thing around when I should put the coffee mate in. I don't know if you put that in first or second traditionally. Yeah, I remember at my last place of work, I had the big industrial tubs of coffee mates and I tried making it once with that but I can never get it right I don't, don't, don't know if it was a case of me just not liking coffee mate or I just just balls it all up and just made some horrible ice cream thick coffee oh, <laughs> it's oh, horrible oh, I don't know too much in <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's a couple of teaspoons in a mug yeah but it's really creamy which is maybe it's the ice cream yeah, I think that's what's probably if I if I put it in a bit more than yeah, I probably would have reached ice cream levels. I do remember one time when I was doing a Saturday shift, where kind of nothing was happening. I was like, oh, I remember I saw some full cream in the fridge the other day, so went along. I was like, oh, excellent, there's some full cream. So put that in the tea, just sort of sat on the tea rather than in the tea. I was like, mm, that doesn't smell right. Look at the dates on the carton and it was off. I was like, oh, great. Now I've got this slimy mug that's like old, mouldy, creamy tea. I was like, ugh. So I spent most of that day just scalding my hands trying to clean it out. I'm <laughs> one of these if there's milk. And I'm about to pour it, I have to smell it first. Mm. And I don't know, even if it's fresh and I've just opened it, mm-hmm. it's got to be smelled. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because I've been caught out a couple of times mm. by mm-hmm. by sour milk, because it, it's a taste that once you've tasted it... Oh, yeah. Oh, no. It's, and the, the horror of whenever you're either making cup of tea or cereal... And you pour it on the cereal, you just get lumps. You get the milk, oh. you get the wateriness that sifts through to like the shreddies or whatever, like a filter, and you just get lumps on top. You're like, oh no, yeah. shreddies out, ruined, gone. <laughs> and then you, do, and then they'll say, but there's there's fresh milk in the fridge, but you don't trust that. <laughs> it's hard to trust milk after you've drunk a bit of sour milk. Yeah, uh. it is. It's not. I'm really impressed that I haven't managed to get a tea leaf yet. Ooh. It does, it, it only, it's, it's about three blink, and look at the size of that cup. Ooh. It's about three mouthfuls of tea. And it seems to go cold really, really quick. 
Well, Byron, thank you so much. I don't think I've ever had a conversation where all we've talked about is tea. I was thinking that. <laughs> well, that's absolutely a first for me. Um, and it's really nice because it's a good subject and it's what actually started the whole um, journey into what became my podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to like have a one about what the podcast started about in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's really good. So thank you very much, Byron. You yes. take care. No problem, too. Bye. <laughs>